Hey, Kate. Yeah? Do we give legal advice on this podcast? Oh, gosh, no. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, inappropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. Shut up. I'm the human resources director, Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello. Welcome to the Hostile Work Environment podcast. My name is Mark Alifans. As always, I am joined by Kate Bischoff. Eight. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year. Looks like, yeah, it looks like 2020 put a different wig on, and it's still a shit show. Welcome to the shit show of 21. <laughs> yes. It just ratches it up just a little bit. Like, here, have a coup. <laughs> here, have a coup. Uh, gosh, I mean, who would have thought when we were talking about doing another episode, you know, when after the new year would we record uh, that, you know, there'd be a coup in the meantime. It, it, it's funny. I, there's a podcast I love called All the President's Lawyers. I, I, I don't know if oh, you've yes. to that. Right. I love uh, Ken White. Mm-hmm. Ken White is awesome. He's, he's the uh, at Pope Hat account. He's a uh, just tremendous lawyer, very smart. Uh, and they came out with an episode, I think it was on Wednesday this week, to talk about the phone call uh, where, where Trump was Tuesday in Georgia, and then the coup happens on Wednesday, and the episode came out Wednesday, and it it, it felt like weeks out of date, but it was only twenty four hours out of date. I just listened to that yesterday. I was like, wait, they're missing a whole lot of stuff here, because that's how fast yeah, twenty one my... goes. Right. My favorite tweet was at like eight o'clock on Wednesday night. It was, "Do you want to feel old? It's still today." exactly it's still today we won georgia we've got the raffensburger call then we've got a a rally then we got a coup then we got dead people like it was just a a escalation of a day so yeah escalation of a day and a week and it already feels like a month or a year right but it's only it's only the 10th as we record this so yes holy moly all right well in all of that, um, I think I think we're thinking through a bunch of things from the employment side, and 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 so uh, mm-hmm. Kate has a lineup of of issues she's going to bring, and I'm going to add some color commentary today because she actually has her shit together, and I don't. Um, but a <laughs> uh, couple of other things we were thinking about, um, in particular, uh, it may have been one or two episodes ago when we talked about the election and. We had a whole discussion about the fact that there are two seats open in the Senate in Georgia, and we're, we talked about, you know, what can we expect from a Biden administration on the employment law front? And I was like, blah, blah, blah. Georgia, Georgia, we're not going to, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have the Senate. He's not going to be able to carry through much of his agenda. Uh, and man, I'll eat crow on Georgia. that one. Hallelujah, yeah. Georgia. Hallelujah. Uh, yes. We, I think, I think that merits revisiting that, that discussion. So I think we will, we will approach that in an upcoming episode. We're not going to do that today. I think we've got mm-hmm. some more specific things we wanted to tackle today. Um, and so I, I think we'll lead into that in just a moment. But I had one thing I wanted to talk about, too, which I've told Kate and a few others, and, and I'll be breaking it on social media just as this episode is airing, which is that I, I have a new job. 
So uh, I will be doing the thing I promised myself I would never do. I guess this is what, <laughs> what time and age will do to one. Uh, and I'm going back to a law firm. Uh, specifically, it's a firm called Bullard Law here in Portland. And you may recognize that name because it is also the firm that uh, former co-founder, co-host of this podcast, Dennis Westland, worked at. So I'm going back to work mm -hmm. with Dennis. Um, I think that there's a great opportunity there to get him back on the pod with us um, because, uh, you know, he's actually funny and you're actually funny. And I'm just kind of like, I just kind of bridge the gap between funny. So um, <laughs> so I think we, we'd both like to do that if we can. Uh, but uh, I'm excited about it. I'll be starting part-time and continuing my nonprofit interim GC role uh, for Central City Concern here in Portland for, for the next three or four months uh, until they find a GC. But uh, I am pretty stoked about it, and we'll be starting that at the end of next week. So, Yay! So, Very uh, Kate, who loves the independent lifestyle, probably there's a corner of her brain that thinks that I am crazy for doing that. Um, and, and there's a corner of my brain that actually thinks that as well. But um, uh, on balance, there's stability, there's clients, there's work to be done. And in the end, uh, I'll take stability and the knowledge that there are more clients that I can help um, over uncertainty and not knowing <laughs> if anybody will ever call me uh, on the other side of it. So... <laughs> People would call you, Mark. It's not that. Okay, so now that we've got you a new job, can we talk about firing people? I would love to talk about firing people. I mean, it's what we live for. Exactly. <laughs> At least that's the reputation that we have. Oh, I'm I know, much I know, prefer I know. hiring people, but yeah. I don't shy away from firing people. In fact, no. when a client calls me and asks, can I fire this person, my knee-jerk reaction is, of course. Let's figure out how we can do it yeah, i mean the answer is always you can except for the reasons you shouldn't right exactly so that, i'm not, I'm not I'm, yeah i'm not a hesitant with the exception of montana, montana. yeah montana uh, what what the hell guys but 49 <laughs> know, other states I, had, I got to explain that to a pretty high profile journalist this week about how yeah montana is the only one <laughs> so yeah, it's okay weird. so the question came to me. I posted about this on LinkedIn on Thursday morning after the events of Wednesday. And it has sparked a whole bunch of discussion and a whole bunch of me donating to the ACLU because I have a policy that if I block someone, I donate 25 bucks to the ACLU. Uh, so I am now individually funding a position at the ACLU, I feel like. Um, but whether you should terminate someone who attended the rally in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. What should you do in those positions? Yeah. So I have two points on this. One, those people were not wearing masks, and we are still in a pandemic. So while you make a decision, those people should be quarantined. They should not be in your office, or they should not be in your workplace. They should not be on the manufacturing floor because they were most certainly exposed to COVID-19 at some point during those events of the day. Because Sounds they were not prudent. social distancing. Okay? So make that decision first, okay, so that we quarantine them. 
And then the second decision might be more difficult for some decision makers, but I think it's still a reality that you're going to have to terminate people for treasonous slash seditious behavior. And the reason I come to that is not only was it violent, was it illegal, was it uh, damaging and murderous, it was also attacking the system in which we as employers operate. If we don't have a democracy, we can't operate our businesses the way we do now. Yes, we're regulated. Yes, we have to pay minimum wages. Yes, there's a bunch of rules about how we can treat people. But you don't get a say in those rules unless there's a democracy in place. And by the virtue of simply attacking democracy, which means even the people who were standing outside, they were attempting to overthrow the government. And so I come to the position of term. Yeah, so. I, I might add a little nuance there, which is, you know, there was a protest earlier in the day. You know, simply mm -hmm. going to a protest isn't something I would typically advise termination for. And in California in particular, right, there's protections for engaging in political activity. Um, that you want to be mindful of on a state law basis. Um, but I think that there's a clear, there, there are certain, certain steps here that, that ratchet up the behavior. So there's going from the initial protest over to the Capitol. There's going from the Capitol onto the Capitol steps. There's going from the Capitol steps and into the building. And the further along that path you get, I think the clearer that bright line is that like, that is actually engaging in criminal behavior and criminal activity that for me, it's a no brainer. I could argue, and I think one could argue, you know, if they just showed up and they're outside and they're on the mall or the steps of the Capitol, they're, they're flying their, their flags and, and they don't take another step towards going inside. I think you could argue that point, even if I firmly disagree with the point that was being made and think that it's inherently an, an anti-democratic one, uh, I don't think that the step toward illegality for me had happened there, which isn't necessarily the standard that needs to be applied. But, right. um, you know, on balance, I agree with you that if I had uh, employees at my company and I was a decision maker and I, I saw that they were there and, and engaging in, in some level of those activities, it's a no-brainer. You're canned. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why I say this is not only because it – was unlawful behavior of storming the Capitol and put members of Congress and the vice president at risk. It's that these individuals need to understand that there is accountability for those actions. Like, for example, this one woman on my LinkedIn today said, yeah, but they're only being charged with, you know, entering a restricted building, and that doesn't really carry any criminal, like, real punishment so they we should keep them hired i'm like what are you talking about like entering a restricted building is like saying they can walk around with your confidential information that could destroy your business so i i just don't i don't that's, get the logic it's not the standard so, no and <laughs> we, not the standard right and we terminate people for as our friend allison west said we fire people for poor performance for you know wearing the wrong uniform all the time. And those that's not criminal behavior. And so if the standard is, well, was it criminal? Then you have to be consistent across the board. So Agreed. Agreed. I don't I don't think this is as controversial as 
some of your common commentary <laughs> is, Bo. I, I understand why people are, are upset about it. Um, I guess uh, that, that you would take such a strong point of view on it, but um, you're not going to get any, any argument from me, your fellow hippy-dippy liberal. <laughs> okay. I do wear sandals well into fall. So with socks? No, 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 no. Not that. <laughs> no, I'm not that old. So, okay. So now that the democracy has withheld, knock on wood, for the next ten days. For the moment. Yeah, there is a law that allows for big changes to come once Congress is back in session and back to regular order business which is the Congressional Review Act. Are you familiar with this? Not as much as I should be. Okay. I am a lawyer, and I should be familiar (laughs) with the... But, you know, um, I also like to sleep in in the morning, so I missed the update. (laughs) So the Congressional Review Act allows Congress, by unanimous consent, to withdraw rules that were put into place by the previous administration within a Uh certain amount of time. Uh-huh. Prior to, if within the last sixty congressional days, which is not so is calendar, that, is that congressional rules or presidential rules? Like, which rules are we talking about here? Congressional. Okay. So, um, but I believe it still requires the president to sign off. So, if you had like a, an entirely Republican Congress, they can't just overthrow it without the president signing on to it. So, with the two wins in Georgia. There is the possibility now that several rules could be withdrawn that have been recently implemented. And in particular, there's two that are somewhat controversial. The first is the tip pool rule, which I think is going to be on its last of the 60 days very soon. So that one could be coming to the end. But the other one is a rule that was just announced, I think this week, this past week, which is the new independent contractor rule by the DOL, which if you've spent any time reviewing the rule, I apologize if Congress <laughs> quickly w- dispels with that rule from there. So so what you're saying is the fact that it's been Christmas break and I haven't been paying close attention to what these new rules are, I actually come out ahead here if the new Congress <laughs> just makes them go away because then it just goes back to the way I've always thought it was. Yeah, I mean, you get to be lazy. <laughs> And right, you're which, rewarded. Mm-hmm. The story of my it's life. It's not often. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not often that I get rewarded for being lazy, but here, maybe that opportunity. The new independent contractor rule really codifies a lot of the things that we've already believed, that it's the economic realities of the individual mm-hmm. uh, that really solidify whether or not they're an independent contractor or not. And the Department of Labor rule flies in the face of the initiatives that have been trying to take place in California to make those folks who've called themselves independent contractors really employees. And mm-hmm. but it's still so it's a really like the Uber rule, yeah. Yeah, it, like kind trying of. trying to try. It's really it's like getting at gig gig workers and yeah, exactly, and trying to make sure that they can remain in their status as a independent contractor rather than being employees. Um, I think we can go into the in 
to intimate details of the rule, but I just don't think it's necessary because I don't think it's going to live much past yeah. the 20th of January. If it survives, if- then sure, we can dig in. Because nothing, nothing says entertaining podcast like getting into <laughs> the intricacies of the independent <laughs> contractor rule. Hey, but if anybody so- can make it lively, it's the two of us, damn it. Yes, woo! Let's talk <laughs> economic realities, man. I did make an economy joke earlier today, which was about complimentary goods, but that's just super nerdy. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm laughing. I don't know. I don't know the punchline, but I'm laughing. That's okay. Sure. I'll share. And the last piece that I want to talk to you about today is, uh, what's the story? Ding dong, the witch is dead. Is that what how it goes? The Wizard of Oz. No. That's yes. Yes. No. Ding dong. That's the, witch the story. Is dead. And, yeah. Yeah, this, I find monkeys freaks me out. So I, I haven't watched that movie in a very, very long time. Okay. But Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, the executive order on diversity training is dead. Temporarily, yes. but will likely be dead forever. Right. If you are not familiar with the executive order 13950, it is the executive order that President Trump signed in an effort to dramatically curtail training about issues like bias, privilege, and my favorite line out of the executive order was anything that might make white people feel guilty. Um, paraphrasing. I mean, the word guilt is literally is literally in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't train on these concepts because people might feel guilty with their association with their race. Uh, The Santa Cruz Lesbian and Gay Community Center filed a lawsuit alleging that in their status as a federal contractor, this executive order uh, infringed on their First Amendment rights. Now, we should give the quick First Amendment right caveat that the community center is a government contractor, and they're saying the government is infringing on their First Amendment rights. That is the proper way to allege your First Amendment rights have been violated. Wait, wait, really? Because because a senator, Josh Hawley, just had his contract with Simon & Schuster, I think it was, canceled, Mm -hmm. and he he went to Yale Law School and said that that violates his First Amendment rights. So, I mean, mean, he's got to be right, right? Um. I have so much to say about Josh Holly that I won't say here. Uh, but what I'm I will say. I'm playing with fire here now. <laughs> but I will say the Chief Justice of Supreme Court, uh, Berger, went to my law school, which is now known as Mitchell Hamlin School of Law. It is a regional law school here in the Twin Cities. And one thing that it says over the library is you can get there from here. And it was supposed to be inspiring that it doesn't really matter what law school you go to. You can do great things with this degree. Uh, So I could give a flying bleep about where Josh Hawley went to law school because in his role as a constitutional scholar, he is definitely bluffed up that uh, First Amendment understanding because the first of a private entity like most employers twist are. Facebook, Google, all can suppress what you say. The First Amendment doesn't protect you from consequences of your speech. So in 
Santa Cruz Lesbian and Gay Community Center, they're saying the government, by this executive order, is infringing on their ability to speak their views. And they win. They win an injunction on December 22nd. That is a nationwide injunction. It is a temporary one. However, we expect that on January 20th or shortly thereafter, a President Biden will remove that executive order. Right. So we talked about this, I believe, in our prognostication yeah. around, and, and that was regardless of how the Senate turned out that Biden would rescind that executive order anyway. So I think its death would have come in about 10 days or 11 days from now anyway, but this just ended it faster and good on you. <laughs> yes. And, and I will say, while I want to applaud Santa Cruz Lesbian and Gay Community Center, great job. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't the NAACP's litigation that didn't get the injunction. So, uh, because I'm a big fan of Sherilyn Eiffel and what that group has been doing for a long time, and so I kind of wanted that one to be the one that got this injunction, but I'm happy with the injunction either way. So, that makes for, you know, employers who are looking at fulfilling their statements about Black Lives Matter after in June of 2020, they can now act upon them. And the OFCCP has said that it is not enforcing the executive order anymore. Um, I haven't checked, but I don't think you can call the hotline anymore and complain about the training that you've received, which is, a, I think, a good thing for employers, because yeah. that was the real risk with the executive order is that an employee would call the number and complain, and then you'd be stuck in an investigation. So I believe the number has been taken down as well. Uh, so I think that's a positive thing going forward. So. Agreed. Awesome, right? Right? So awesome. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we have, yeah. So we have, we will have a lot to talk about with what the Biden administration with uh, Ma T. Walsh, uh, Secretary of Labor, and I make a fun of his Boston accent because it is on point. Um, but we will have a lot to say about what those initiatives might be. But for the interim, imagine that the new rules that came out of the DOL are gone, the executive order is gone, and you're probably struggling with folks being distracted at work. Because I know as of I, when I finished my last call at 3 o'clock on Wednesday, I did nothing but stare at the television set. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, fortunately, I had a light afternoon of meetings, but people kept pinging me. I'm like, aren't? aren't you, like, watching this? <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. I'm trying to watch something right now. Thank you very much. How, why are you emailing right. me? Right. I have, I have a client who with a, a charge of discrimination that we're working on, their response, and it got really complicated at one point, and I had to turn to my client and say, I'm really sorry. My brain is fried. He's like, so is mine. I'm losing all the dates. I'm like, it's because we've been watching TV. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the world is crazy right now. So... Yeah, so give, give yourself and your employees some space for, for however much they spaced out on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't may, come to that again, but I have yeah. a fear that it may. Um, are you still, I, 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 maybe I should have asked this off, off uh, <laughs> mic, but are you still planning on going to the inauguration? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I got... feel a little better about that. Okay, yeah, I got an, a notification from um, the transition that while they would love to have people there, COVID restrictions, they're going to say, please don't come. 
Um, and so there's a bunch of events that are going to be virtual that are going to be special for some of us, I think, that mm -hmm. we can attend. So I'm hoping to be able to do one or more of those. But okay. um, I, I think if anything, Wednesday showed that I don't want to be involved in a crowd like that right now. So, mm -hmm. and, and, and I applaud uh, what Mayor Bowser had done to try to protect people, but it, it just became yeah. clear, even today when she sends a letter saying, don't come, you want all this stuff gone. So, yeah, fun times here in River City. Yeah. Yes. If I was so, a little more with her right now, I'd, I'd do like, and that rhymes with tea, and, and I'd have, have a whole <laughs> music man thing, but I don't remember the words well enough. Uh, but that's what I, that just made me think, think of. Oh. Well, I wouldn't even be able to tell you that that was a music band reference. Oh, River just, City? Yeah, that, that's music. Band. Yeah. You know, 76 it's, it's, trombone. Well, oh, I, I, I know it. I just wouldn't put that together. My father has a bunch of isms that you say. Like, I'm so hungry I can eat the asshole out of a rhino. Um, and shitting in the tall grass. Uh, all of those kinds of things. Shitting to make eight. Like, there's a bunch of things that come out of my mouth as being the daughter of a wonderful man, so. <laughs> what good. can I say? River mm -hmm. City. River City. Okay, so, Mark, we're going to do a short episode, but yeah, where short. can they find you before it's everything is 100% official? Oh, that, well, you can always still just find me at Salad Pants um, <laughs> online on Twitter, and, you know, my LinkedIn's not going to change. Nothing nothing in terms of how you would get, get me will change, nor the podcast, which is hwepodcast at gmail.com, which I haven't checked for a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll do that. I, all right, you want to hear? I have a confession about that. So, sure. so when I made that Gmail account, it asks for your age. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it's like a baby, right? Like it's like, like six, you know, it's like a couple of weeks old. I just, I said, I'm zero. Well, it made it a kid protected account. Which means I can't, like, do stuff with it. And even just logging into it to check requires me to, like, have verifications on all of my other accounts. And I can't seem to figure out how to change it. <laughs> so it's like this locked down email account. And it's a pain in the ass to look at it. Oh, well. Yeah, and that's probably why you haven't shared the password with me. Because I, now it will require two different people to figure out how to do oh, it. Well, I'll share it with you. Especially if you can figure out how to make it not do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I, I don't get along very well. I, so. I think I I didn't share it with you because I didn't want you to see the stories that came in beforehand. Oh, because you want my reaction. But but nobody okay. sends us stories anymore. People, I well, know you're listening. Yeah, I'm hoping you all have got some good stories coming out of this week. I yeah, mean, like this week or the new year. Week. Mm hmm. Or if you are in. New Jersey, South Dakota, Montana, you know, the new or Arizona, the new weed states. Like, I oh, can't yeah. wait to hear what your stories are going to be once you get weed. Like, I'm fascinated by that. I've got a couple clients that have have businesses or have sites in those states, and they're, it's just been so fascinating to see how things are going to change. Like, as soon as the vote came out on November 4th, a friend in South Dakota was like, my employees are asking about if they can start doing weed now. <laughs> and it's 
it, it that's so funny because you know we went through that years ago here already years ago. and it's like mm-hmm. here it's just like whatever mm. not a big deal yeah we've, we've got it all pretty figured out so it's kind of funny to hear about other states starting to think about figuring that out uh mm-hmm. now when for us it's just kind of old news well it'll be old news to everyone soon i hope so. I, I hope so i hope so all right, well, uh, you can I, find me at yeah. KH and the Twitter handle, LinkedIn. If you want to go see that post, go have at her. She's been very, very busy with 43,000 views on it. Uh, I have deleted a lot of the comments, so you might not see all the controversy, but feel free to go take a look. So. It, it's entertaining. I, 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 I thumb <laughs> through it. I thumb through it. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, I hope everybody has a really as good as possible pandemically two weeks so and yeah we'll be back after the inauguration hopefully there will be less drama in the intervening time here but we will be a little more prepared on kind of some future (laughs) prognostications and some funny stories uh instead of uh just winging it a little bit this morning uh where kate's like i have all the stuff i want to talk about i'm like like like, yeah no we should do i'm like yeah you're right we should do so all right here we are This was good. Thank you for being organized and fun. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.